Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Claim Your Power podcast, the ultimate show for all things new age spirituality, entrepreneurship, and embodied leadership. I'm your host, Kim Peretz. I'm an author, entrepreneur, and yoga enthusiast. If you're ready to step up, tap into your gifts, and unleash your potential, you are at the right place. It's time to claim your power. You guys, let me just tell you how excited I am for today's episode. So today I have a special guest on with me, the one and only Emily Lasanti. And if you don't know who Emily is, she is a certified meditation teacher, Qigong instructor, and spiritual mentor. Beyond this, she's also a content creator with over 30,000 accumulated followers, and her mission is to help others reunite with their divine energy and inner light. So Emily, thank you so, so much for coming on my show today. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So the first question I have for you is to tell us about yourself. How did you become a Qigong and meditation teacher? Okay, so I tried to explain this in like the shortest way I can, because it's kind of like a long journey. But basically, I was introduced to meditation first, like through books and stuff, Um, just basically started like reading the first book I read was like The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale and just books on meditation. And I that was in a time about how old was I 22 when I was going through like a pretty bad eating disorder. So I was like, at my kind of end all be all I, I needed a change. I needed something to change within my mentality. And also within like how I saw myself and all that. And I know that like so many, it's so sad, but so many women struggle with eating disorders. Um, But meditation is one of the best ways to kind of like observe your mind from a higher perspective, et cetera. So started meditating through that. And then I just got like completely hooked because I could see the benefits. Like I could see the shift in my self image and the shift in my mood and the shift in like how I approached life. Um, and then Qigong, I started doing when I, I also, I had a lot of, a lot of issues going on a couple of years ago. I had that, but also my asthma and vertigo. And those were simply like, I had asthma since I was a kid, but they were mainly because I just wasn't treating my body well. Like I just really wasn't like, I wasn't eating the right food. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even moving my body. Like I barely moved. I realized like, I just didn't like do yoga or anything or even like go to the gym I literally just like sat on my butt so all of that stuff led me to qigong and my aunt um, is like a Chinese medicine practitioner and so she has her own company and she um, saw me for a little reading like a kind of like a tarot reading but it was more of like a Chinese medicine based um, zodiac reading and she was like listen like you need to start practicing qigong and I was like what is that like okay I'll do it but like I have no idea what that is and she's like okay just like YouTube it like start to look at some videos um, and just try it like it's, it's one of the best movement practices for like any disease under the sun, like any inflammation in the body, anything going wrong with you, any health issues, like it can, it will help you out a lot, whatever. So I started and instantly, like after the first time I did it, um, I had been doing yoga a little bit, but 
Qigong just made me feel like so de-stressed, so light, like so good. And then again, with that, I was still meditating, but then the Qigong also started to like, you know, to flow and I got hooked on that too. I'm curious what the history of Qigong is. I'll start with, you know, there's so much I still have to learn. Like I think with these practices, even yoga, you know, there's like so many yoga teachers out there, meditation teachers, da da da. Like, there is an endless stream of things that you can learn about this spirituality stuff. It's never ending. But what I do know, just the basic, is that it is basically it's a it's related to Chinese medicine. So it started in China like five thousand to eight thousand years ago, and it was practiced because workers in like rice paddy fields were getting really really sick because of the conditions like it was freezing cold and they were working really long hours um and they would go around this campfire like after they they worked during the day and they would do like dances and they started to like do dance movements that actually resembled like nature or like animals in nature stuff like that and they started to do it more and more and then that's how qigong formed so qi means energy that's the um direct translation and then gong means work or skill so qigong like there's over 364 types like it is literally such a huge umbrella term that's super cool i love the history behind like any spiritual practice so i found that really interesting And also what you were saying about like movement in general, I remember like myself three years ago, I was such a couch potato and I like didn't realize that there's a correlation between like how I felt mentally and emotionally and my physical movement. I was the exact same as you. I feel like I would just sit like on my laptop, like in my bed. I don't even know like what (laughs) I would, but I maybe I would go to the gym and do like an intense run and then go home and sit. But still like that is, that is not great for your energetic body, like which is your internal, which is the most important part of you to nourish, essentially. Like once you realize that exactly, it's not just the mind, like it all works in unison, like mind, body, spirit, or you can think like if if you're not that spiritual listening, like you can think of just mind, body, energy, because we are scientifically made up of energy. And that's what, you know, runs around our body. That's our, our, what, Qigong calls chi. So if you're not moving, like that energy can literally get stuck in your body and you can feel intense, sad, bad emotions because maybe your thoughts are fine, but like you're not, It ha- it's like the trifecta. Like you have to incorporate the movement with the mindfulness, you know, with the just good like daily habits and stuff like that. So there's so much that goes into it, but I think Definitely as well, like meditation is usually the first stepping stone because you realize like the mind-body connection um, and you kind of realize that you're like more than just your thoughts, you know? I feel like also if you're someone who's not into meditation or you think it's a very daunting task, for me, when I first started meditating, I was actually doing walking meditations. I would go to the beach and just put in headphones and listen to some meditation on YouTube for 10 minutes and just be incorporating movement with that mind-body connection. When you incorporate that movement, I feel like you're really able to see a big change in 
everything in your body. And it's not just your mood. I mean, like, I was able to heal so much stuff within myself just through mindfulness and heal my relationship with food, my relationship with myself, because we are not our thoughts. We think that we are. And for the longest time, I thought that I am, but our thoughts are just a product of everything that we've experienced, our traumas, our relationships with other people. So you need to start proving yourself wrong in your own head. Exactly. It's, it's so like, just all of that. I mean, everything you said, it's, it's so important, like what your inner dialogue is. And yeah, we're just, you, you grow up thinking that your thoughts are concrete proof. But once you get into like, quantum theory, and like meditation and stuff, it's just like, literally everything is a belief like this I'm holding a mug right now in the video for listeners and this mug is you know like what is the word mug like we made you know we created the mug like with our belief that this is a mug like everything is truly our belief so once you like obviously once you have that realization you don't use that for bad it's 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 you use it for good like to better yourself because any any harmful beliefs that you have you have the ability to shift and change definitely and also just one more point on the meditation like meditation is simply you know people say oh exactly I can't sit in meditation I can't concentrate for that long whatever but it only needs you only need to sit down and do it like five minutes five to ten minutes a day but also the end goal of meditation is not to sit and do it. It's to like do it in every moment. And meditation is just the disciplinary practice of being present. So you can meditate for the whole day. Like if you get to Eckhart Tolle level or Tolle, he's like if listeners don't know, he's an author and like an amazing spiritual teacher. And his main thing is about just presence and being present in each moment. And you know, he is definitely like fully present in each moment, like no thoughts going on about the past or the future, just like fully in each and every moment. And that's, I think that's the end goal. And it's easier said than done. I'm nowhere near there. Even folding your laundry or watching a movie, you know, we can get so distracted by different thoughts, just chattering away in your head. But even if like, whatever you're doing, you can practice meditation, which is simply just being present with what you're doing. And also what you were saying about Edgar Tolle, if you don't know who that is, you should definitely read his book, The Power of Now. I feel like it's a very basic book for when you're trying to learn more about spirituality and manifestation and the law of attraction. So if you haven't read that book, definitely recommend it's an amazing book. But speaking of the law of attraction, when did you first started getting into manifestation? Honestly, I hate to admit it, but I didn't start to like learn about manifestation until the beginning of last the beginning of 2021 like i i was so into my meditation i was so into the spiritual practice and we are always manifesting so like little did i know that by bettering my thoughts and by meditating all the time and by improving that stuff i was manifesting positive things into my life already and like i was you know, doing visualization and stuff, but I didn't really know that that was called manifestation. And it's crazy now because I just feel like with, I'm 25, but like, 
I mean, you're, you, you said you're almost 18. Like that is so great that you already know about the stuff. Like it's so great that you already at that age know. And I feel like that is why social media and everything is such a blessing because I literally learned about this stuff like on TikTok last year, like YouTube and TikTok, like what? It's just so crazy. And, the, and that's now it's like a snowball effect and I'm so into it. And of course, realizing that we are all doing it all the time and that I've been doing it all my life. But with manifestation, I think it is truly just a perfect combo of meditation and energy practice, honestly, because, you know, there's the four steps, like you have to visualize, set the intention. Second, you got to feel the feeling. And then third, you got to take the inspired action. And fourth, you got to surrender. And so those four steps, like they, if you're in touch with your energetic body through meditation, qigong, yoga, like just doing your spiritual practice, then you have such a tighter grasp on your own energy. And you can direct that energy well, emotion because emotion is energy in motion. So you can direct that emotion way more easily to what you want to call into your life and if it's not even anything specific like even if you're doing your spiritual journey in general you are more likely to call in more positive things because your thoughts become lighter and your body becomes lighter and you just become kind of a magnet for you know positive desires yes and also a thing that I have had to learn like the past year is that we are co-creators of our own reality. The way we perceive things, our thoughts, our intentions manifest. And when I say that manifesting, I don't just mean like, oh, I want a new car. So I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper and a new car will be at my door tomorrow. It's about setting. It's like a lifestyle. You're setting an intention every day for getting everything in your life that's meant to serve your highest good. And so if you have things in your life right now that you're trying to manifest, you first have to align with the vibration of those manifestations. If you don't believe that you're worthy of getting those manifestations, if you don't believe you're worthy of being in a happy relationship, you're worthy of getting paid a high salary at your job, you're not able to be open and you're not in a state of receiving from the universe because the universe wants to give all the time. There's an endless abundance of supply in the universe. You are always manifesting. You're always creating everything in your day. You are creating it. You can choose to be conscious of your thoughts. You can choose to be conscious of your intentions. And when you wake up, you can say, okay, I'm open to receiving blessings and miracles today. And when something does go wrong, it's all about your perception of that. If you label it as right or wrong all the time, then you're just choosing the frequency of polarization. But if you're choosing to just be open and you know let everything flow through you, that is when you become in the state of receiving and you allow yourself to receive everything that you've wanted. But I also believe that there are two sides to it. Like what you said about surrendering and understanding that you're putting this energy and intention out there of what you want, but now you have to be grateful and in the present moment and enjoy all the fruits that life has already given you. I think with your point to meditation is definitely one of the best ways to actually feel the vibration of what you're feeling. People get confused what that means, but it's just the feeling the emotion. So you, you target the emotion. Like if you want the boyfriend, you want to feel joyful and loved. So you give joy and love to yourself. Like you feel that and you can, you can feel that in your heart. But with Qigong too, the special thing is that you get so in touch with your energy field and your internal energy that you can 
like activate those feelings like right away. So you can, and with meditation too, you know, you just bring awareness to your heart space and to your body and you can feel those emotions without like even really thinking about anything. You just, you feel them there because they're in your heart. So um, that's, that's definitely in my opinion too, I think each part is so crucial for manifestation. Like, of course, you know, also people don't think that they need to take action, but you have to take the inspired action. You have to also take the steps, the aligned action, and you do have to surrender. Like you can't be too obsessive about it. Um, but I think energetics is the main part of it. Like it is the most important part um, in my eyes. So Yes, I totally agree with what you were saying. And also, have you heard of the law of assumption? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I actually don't know too much about it. I want to learn more about it. But I think basically what it entails is that for anyone who doesn't know, is that you're putting out this intention and this manifestation, and you're assuming it's already on its way to you. Sometimes we have like this ego around our manifestations where we're like, I really wanted a boyfriend and like the universe is not bringing me a boyfriend. And it's like the universe, there's an endless supply, but it also comes in divine timing. A lot of the time we have this ego around our manifestations, but I want to reiterate that the universe I've learned only responds in three ways. And that's yes, not yet, or I have something better. We think we know what's best for us. But at the end of the day, sometimes we don't. Maybe we think we need to go to that certain college or get that certain job, but there's a different school or a different opportunity waiting for you somewhere else. And if you surrender to that idea of infinite possibilities and you don't just stick to one route, you are able to let go of all the resistance that's coming in the way of your manifestations. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that like with you know, divine timing too, like timing, if we, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into timing, but like, we only have the present moment. Time is just an illusion. So basically like any material thing that you're actually trying to call in when it comes down to it, it's not the material thing. It's the feeling you want. So you can feel that feeling in that moment. Like law of assumption too is when it comes down to it, like if you assume either that it's already coming to you or that you literally already have it, because we can remember, we can believe anything, which sounds a little crazy, but like we can, if you use it for a positive, for positive things. And it's a great realization to have, like, if I wanted, like, I have a, whatever, again, this mug I'll use, like if I <laughs> wanted this mug, but it wasn't physically in my hands yet, but like, I believe that it was like, assumed that it was already in my hand, like, then you would feel that elevated emotion about it. So then you've already, you've, you've truly already manifested the feeling like what, what you've truly already manifested what you actually want. But then once you align with that, then it will come in we simply it's we're just like on the tip of the iceberg about what manifestation is and how powerful we are and I feel like we will never fully understand like the complexity of the universe and how it works you know but I think I think law of assumption is a really really great trick because I think that it just challenges you to really expand your beliefs and be like it's it's here with me now. Like I believe that. Like I literally it might sound a little delusional, but you know, what's the word delusional? Like we we've made that up too. So you can just literally imagine that you have the thing and that really helps to enhance the emotion too. Another thing how you were saying 
about like people always holding a positive vibration I agree like I don't think it's humanly possible like we're humans and that's part of the human experience is to be able to enjoy the highs and the lows of life the most special thing about being human is like our emotions and our ability to experience those feelings and Mm -hmm. so if you're like having these guilty thoughts, like, oh my God, like I didn't wake up feeling that positive today. Like I'm not going to manifest a good day. You can feel and flow through those emotions without letting them take over you. You can be an observer of your feelings without letting them completely ruin your day or ruin your self-esteem. It's all about finding that balance between feeling and flowing through your emotions and not letting them overtake you, which I think is the true mastery behind co-creating your life is realizing that you have this power you're powerful you can manifest everything into your life you can set intentions but you're always going to have those off days you're going to have those days when you don't feel energetically super aligned and so Mm -hmm. specifically for women I'm super affected by especially full moons but sometimes you'll have off days and that's so normal and it's all about meeting yourself with compassion and love and realizing that like some days you're not going to be able to follow through a hundred percent and like that's okay you know Mm -hmm. yeah I mean with the the first point too like what I love to think about is that like any any negative emotion that you're flowing through or like you know feeling to heal I like imagine myself like wrapping it in the energy of love so like even in Qigong, like I'll do that a lot. Like you imagine the negative emotion you're feeling, say like shame or guilt or worry or anxiety, da da da. And then if you wrap that, like love is the like end all be all vibration that makes up the universe, like 582 hertz. And if you imagine like a pure white light or a golden light kind of wrapping that emotion up, then you can like feel the emotion while still holding like a vibration of love for yourself and I think that is also probably like a a part of the recipe for you know really maintaining a positive vibration as much as you can because as you said we are human we do need to feel those negative emotions to learn but I think that this the step that people you know do like it's so I still do it too but the the step that people like do so much that kind of holds them back is they judge themselves for their emotion like they'll be like why am I having this negative emotion and that creates more negative energy so if you're just like I'm having this emotion exactly like wrapping it up in love um, giving yourself compassion and self-love then it flows through so much easier and you can get over it you know like just yeah everything everything flows more easily that way Um, And also on your other point about like the new and full moon and how women go through cycles, like hormones are just insane, especially for women. We have really two weeks in the month where we're our, you know, most energized and productive and creative selves. Like for me, I get, I guess since I didn't have my period for six years too, like I got hit like super hard now when I am like about to like in those luteal phase, like leading up to it and like menstruation, because I just feel so tired and like so brain foggy, like so distracted. And I used to think that was me, but there are so many, you know, different energies and, and things and hormones going on in our bodies during that time that, we have to also surrender to and we also have to 
give ourselves, especially females, like so much love during that time, because it's like, first of all, like, it's amazing that our body's like, getting ready to like form another life. Like that's so amazing in itself. But secondly, just giving yourself like grace and compassion because we live in a very like patriarchal society. It's getting more feminine now, but like, it's kind of go, go, go. But the thing with manifestation too, is that it's not all go, go, go. It's not all manifest, manifest, manifest. A lot of it is feminine energy, surrendering, letting go, flowing with it. Like it is, it is always coming down to the masculine and feminine balance, like that divine balance between the two. Yes. Tap into your feminine energy and show up to yourself every day with love and compassion even on your off days, because your off days are just part of your days. Like you don't have to always label it as like, oh, I'm not productive today because you're not going to be productive every day. That's life. And when you learn to greet yourself with love, that's when you'll really see a transformation in your life and also in your relationship with yourself. But also, I don't know if you've heard of EFT, Mm -hmm. emotional freedom technique. I'm actually like getting a certification in it right now. It's kind of similar to what you were saying about how you can tap the different meridian points in your body, but you're also combining that with speech. So like you would be tapping like the top of your head and let's say you're feeling anxiety. So you would say like, I am anxious and I love and accept myself anyways. So you're bringing that emotion to surface and you're accepting and loving yourself despite the fact that you're feeling it. And after you do EFT a couple of times, you are able to like rephrase the sentence and be like, I'm letting go of this anxiety as it no longer serves me. But what that goes to show is that there are so many different techniques for working with your emotions. And what I found is when you do feel those negative emotions, it's not about neglecting them or making yourself guilty for feeling them in the first place. That is an amazing opportunity for yourself to show yourself love and compassion. Cause it's easy to be like, I'm beautiful on days where like you feel your best. And it's easy to look in the mirror on a day after you went to the gym and ate healthy and did all this stuff and be like, I'm so like put together and everything. Like it's easy, but on days where, you know, you did feel lazy and you didn't get as much done and you didn't eat that good and all that. That is like, I think, a door of opportunity for yourself to show up fully immersed in love and compassion. The challenge is about showing up to yourself when it's not easy. And like your relationship with yourself is the only thing that is truly permanent in your life. That is, I mean, that's just, it's so true. People come in seasons and like, again, yeah, as well. Like I'm so grateful for so many of my friends and I'm actually really grateful that I've had a lot of them in my life for a really long time. But I think in general, like the hands down most important relationship you have is with yourself, like nurturing your self-love is so important. And EFT, I love that you brought that up because it is so similar to Qigong. Like Qigong, you tap, you tap the body, you tap everywhere. Like you do that after like a full session and it works with the meridian points too in the body, like the energy channels and everything. So I, I do want to learn more about EFT as well. I think it's so interesting and it's, it does really work too. Like I, I've tried it before for myself, like when I'm feeling anxious and stuff. But yeah, giving yourself grace, like just loving yourself is definitely the most important journey that the relationship with yourself too is going to be a journey because there's going to be ups and downs of, you know, you 
even realizing parts of yourself that you didn't even know existed. I don't know, like I'm only 25 and I definitely have like a lot more to learn about myself, but I feel in the past five years, like every year, I'm like sort of a different person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like weird things will come up like from past conditioning and tendencies or like shadow self parts of me will come up like that I really don't like like I just don't want to I'm like what this isn't me you know I'm a meditation and qigong teacher like I can't be like you know and those things come up and then I'm like okay you know it's normal we all have negative and positive sides of ourselves do you ever have like an existential crisis is this even real like is everything that I'm saying real well, I'm reading like the best book right now, which it's it's like really thick. It's really packed in and it's like taking me a long time to read. It's called Vasistas Yoga. And it's not about yoga. I mean, yoga does just mean mind-body union. So like it, you know, it's about yoga, but not like the movement practice. It's basically about like, you know, just the the essence of the universe as a whole. And it's really cool because it's it's translated from ancient Vedic scriptures, like ancient, ancient, but it's translated into like, you know, words that, you know, you and I could understand. And it just talks about how truly everything is just one, one energy. It's just consciousness. So what you're saying, like when you go really into it and, and, you know, for listeners too, I think sometimes it feels super overwhelming to like expand your, your mind this far because as humans, like we want to feel safe and secure and we are safe and secure, but I think that, um, sometimes it could like freak people out a little bit, but I think that you know, we are living this reality, but like our reality is because we are experiencing it. Like we are the experiencers of, you know, again, this mug or anything is an illusion, but it's a beautiful illusion. And it's a like amazing, cool illusion. And I think that like the, the exciting part of it too, is that we'll never truly know. So that's why like a part of excitement for humans is wonder and like wondering like you know just asking the question like what who am I you know that's what Eckhart always says like just ask who am I and the question is the answer like we will not know because you know the whatever's going on here our human brain can't fully understand like it was not made to fully understand it at this time so yeah, but I definitely have many existential crises, <laughs> like a lot of that. It comes with the territory, like you signed up for it, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah. so I have one last question for you. What is one piece of advice you can give someone about how to overcome subconscious blocks to your manifestations? Change your beliefs. And that's, of course, easier said than done. Um, we think that subconscious, we think that a lot of the time, yeah, just manifestation and affirmation can just be said in the conscious mind like I am so grateful for a new car I'm so grateful for you know but you have to work again with the subconscious truly shifting those beliefs and that takes work like it's not just a day a one day thing you say okay now I believe this it's like actually doing the EFT doing the qigong doing the yoga doing the journaling doing the practice to over time shift the belief so you have to put in the work to actually shift the belief to actually make yourself believe it you know and it's it's also doing shadow work and it gets heavy and it gets 
intense. And yeah, it, it's a lifelong practice too, to be honest. Like I think it, it happens and healing is in a lifetime thing. Like we'll never be fully healed, but that's the beauty of it because the work is also the growth. Like the heavy stuff is also the light stuff. Like it all goes hand in hand and it's all so worth it because once you realize that you can reroute and you can work through the shadow work, like it kind of gets fun. Once you do it for the first time and you're like, oh my God, like I just made like a little, took a little leap in like how I feel about myself or like I took a little leap in recovering like how I was treated in my childhood. Like that feels so good. And then I promise you, like you become addicted. I just feel like every single person in this like spiritual, I guess, community now that like I've spoken to is just so obsessed with it now because it's like once you go you can't go back but like in the best way possible well that was amazing thank you so so much for coming on my show I had so much fun talking to you thank you so much for having me beautiful souls thank you so much for joining me in today's episode as always feel free to dm me on instagram if you have any topic suggestions for future episodes or if you would like to apply to be a guest on the show i hope you feel inspired to claim your power today bye